Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Do you want to mention real quick that, uh, you know, uh, uh, this is a business show. But I, I talk about whatever I want to talk about. That's, that's the, the fortune of being uh, on a show for 20-plus years. And one of, one of the things I like to talk about is not only how people make money, but how to spend it. And one of my favorite ways of spending money is reading great books. And talking to great authors is a big part of the show. And we're doing that today uh, with author William Forson. He's going to be with us here to talk about his latest and an interesting series uh, that, uh, frankly, when the first book came out in 2015, it almost seemed sci-fi. But we've seen so much more in this technology space where it's anything but. And his uh, his, uh, books are are always very realistic, and he taps into that reality so powerfully in uh, in his latest work. Bill, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on the program. First of all, a little bit about your background as a writer, and then uh, let's give a panoramic overview of, of the books leading up to this fourth one that's soon to be released. Uh, well, good day, and pleasure to be with you. Uh, Bill Forston, I have a Ph.D. in history and the history of technology from Purdue. I've been writing for over 30 years. Uh, the books we're talking about today is called the One Second After series or the John Matheson series, which is about the threat of an EMP strike on America. Yeah. And uh, basically what, what uh, an EMP strike is, uh, EMP strike is when um, essentially can wipe out an entire city, depending on how, how big the strike is state, country, I mean, it, it could be huge. We're, we're not even sure of the full uh, potential of what it can do, but it can really shut down. I, I think of the TV series on NBC that was on called Revolution. You know, it, it has that kind of potential. Well, yeah. Uh, in fact, we do know what the potential is from tests going all the way back to the 1960s. EMP, electromagnetic pulse, it's generated by Duton detonating one to three small nuclear warheads 200 miles above the United States. It sets up an electrostatic discharge known as the Compton effect. When it hits the Earth's surface at the speed of light, it shorts out our entire grid. In other words, America's power grid goes offline for months, even years. 80 to 90 percent of the population would perish within a year. Yeah. And it would it would be a very harsh perishing at that. Absolutely, yes, because we lose our water, we lose our communications, we lose our police, we we lose everything. We're thrown back a couple hundred years into a world the vast majority of us don't know how to live in. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, those people a couple hundred years ago had created a system that worked for them. Yeah. <laughs> they knew we, how to we would be thrown into one we had no, not only no familiar, familiar, familiarity with, but no infrastructure. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't know where our water comes from, our food. We, we're just, it's called expectation of normalcy. Well, normalcy is dead, and then it becomes almost every person for himself. Yeah, absolutely. So you got inspired about this. You know, a lot of these people say, oh, that's a cool story, and they write. That's not quite the case with you. With you. It's way beyond that. Yeah, because, uh, I'm, as I mentioned earlier, we tested this back in the 60s with blowing a nuclear weapon above the United States 400 miles away. Uh, in Hawaii, it shorted out the Hawaiian grid. The grid goes down. It doesn't come back. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, how big of a territory can that cover? Thank you, pardon, sir. Could you repeat? Yeah. How big of a territory can such an attack cover? Well, if they use three small nuclear weapons, I point at North Korea as the likely culprit, send them up 200 miles above the United States, three such weapons, eastern, central, western United States, it covers the entire United States. The entire grid of this country starts to go offline. Oh, my. I got a sickening feeling as you say that. Yeah, that's incredible when you think about that. And that is something within the realm of capabilities of a North Korea, if not today, is is certainly within reach. And uh, I would say Iran as well. Absolutely, yes. I mean, Iran is on the edge. I just saw a news item this morning. They are on the edge of testing nuclear weapons. Wouldn't Iran or North Korea like to take us offline if they could? They could. They just might very well do at some point in the future. Yeah. And then you look at this is going to get really dark fast. If it hasn't already. Uh, you look at countries like Pakistan that routinely has uh, attacks um, in, in, in attacks in areas very close, close to where nuclear bombs are in, uh, in uh, Pakistan. Uh, and nuclear facilities, rather, are in Pakistan. I mean, you you start looking at the the global uh, situation from a security perspective, and then you look that you can go so much lower than actually delivering a bomb uh, for explosion on the on the planet. But this this type of activity, it's uh, beyond. It, it really is dystopian. It, it, it's an absolute nightmare scenario, and part of our problem is our electrical grid. The average components in our grid are 40 to 50 years old. We pump our electricity on an antiquated grid that, as one executive, top executive in the electrical industry said to me, Bill, we hold this thing together with spit, prayers, and some Band-Aids. We are in a very precarious situation. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, that's why you had the situation. I live here in, in Texas, and we had this bizarre freezing uh, oh. uh, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, and dozens uh, were, uh, well, many were in the hospital, several died, and it came down to uh, simply uh, a power grid that was inadequate. <laughs> you know, and so if, you're, if you got that from cold weather, imagine what a nuke is going to do, our nukes are going to do. So, Tell us a little bit about the story itself. We've established pretty well the science here. Tell us a little bit about the story. Talk about the the chapters, if you will, that each of the books provided in the story and what people will expect from uh, this fourth one. Well, uh, there there are four books in the series. If people are new to this, I recommend go to the original first book in the series, which was a New York Times bestseller called One Second After. It is about a small town in North Carolina and a community that tries to pull together after a nuclear strike. Actually, it's my hometown, so it was pretty easy to write about. We had three other books, one year after, final day, and next week, the fourth book in the series, five years after, which obviously is five years after the event uh, comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, are any of them particularly hopeful? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, I tried to be an optimist. And in my forward, I said, 30 years from now, if this doesn't happen and my daughter grows up safe, I'll be happy. I can be considered a crank and just that's it. You know, when I first started these books, people said I had a tinfoil hat on. But it is now 14 years later, with now the fourth book coming out, 
these books are based on a heck of a lot of research and gets approval from any number of people in the electrical industry. We are in a very precarious situation. Yeah, yeah, and when you wrote it, the, the first one, uh, what, eight years ago, I think, right, 2015, if I recall? Uh, oh, no, actually, the first one came out in 2009. Nine, thank you, yeah. When you wrote the first oh, yeah, especially in 2009, it was sci-fi. Very few people had EMP as, at all as a part of their vernacular. But we've seen stories like this, not using nuclear weapons, but other, uh, you know, uh, type of approaches, uh, and and even those on a very small scale can be devastating and, and uh, hard to overcome. Uh, again, the, the scale you're talking about is just simply breathtaking. Uh, how do people get the book? Uh, easy enough. As they used to say, sold in better bookstores anywhere. Or also, of course, Amazon, Barn and Noble, Barnes and Noble and such. You can get it almost anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, I always like to ask authors, uh, of, of, you know, fiction, particularly those with a lot of background like yours, uh, the history of technology, what a great uh, black background to bring into this. How much of this is, is fiction and how much of this is reality? It sounds like everything of the science part and uh, the potential uh, terror part is, is purely based on reality, known reality. The rest of this fiction is really just the storylines. You got it exactly. Of course, in fiction, you'll have a fictional storyline, but in good historical fiction or books like mine, I interviewed literally dozens of different people in the electrical industry all the way down to my police chief, my, my pharmacist in town, my vet, to get a realistic port look at what happens to people in different situations if the electricity turns off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very interesting. All right, uh, for people who want information on, uh, on this book and to be ready for when the next book comes out, but when, when is the release date, by the way, for, for the next one, the fourth one? Uh, I'm counting the days, 11 days, August 25th, the next book comes out. It's like Christmas for you. I get that. <laughs> uh, check out the website in the interim, One Second After. Those are all words. It's not the number one. OneSecondAfter.com. Uh, William Forson, thanks. So, Bill Forson, thanks for being with us. Dr. Bill, I'm going to start calling you Dr. Bill. Um, Please, yeah. Final thoughts. Uh, God bless the United States, and let's hope that we turn things around and re-secure our infrastructure, which we are not doing now. We have to build a better infrastructure. You in Texas definitely know that situation. Yeah, we definitely know that. Now we're wondering if we can even handle AC because of, you know, 100, 100 degrees plus every day. There's a time we never, hardly ever saw 100 degrees. Yes, it was always humid, but never in 100 degrees. It's like that all the time now. It's it's pretty scary. Imagine, again, a nuclear bomb. It's just, it just, you know, no pun intended, but it blows one's mind. Thanks so much, Bill. Good to have you on. God bless. Have a great day. You too. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Stay tuned for more after this.